your mighty name. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for life and life more abundantly. I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity to come boldly before your throne of grace. But tonight I don't come boldly. I come humble before you in the name of Jesus the Christ, our Christ. I thank you right now, God, that your Holy Spirit is going to breathe upon me and on your people. Anoint each person, God, that they will hear and their hearts will be open to receive. Anoint me that I will bring this word, O oh God, and make it clear to your people. I give you praise tonight, O oh God, that as I decrease, you will increase in me. I bless you, I praise you, I glorify you, and I magnify you, for this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And people of God, I have a message for you tonight that hopefully I believe that this is going to bless you. Um, I preached this message back in 2006, and the Lord placed it on my heart. Now that I've learned so much more about him, and so I'm going to bring it to you. It's called Becoming the Fragrance of Christ in This Season. Becoming the Fragrance of Christ in This Season. And I'm coming to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 through 16, if you would go there with me. I'm reading today from the New King James Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. 2 Corinthians. Amen. And so this is a, a I think this is a, a message that's going to bless people if they receive it. Of course, you know, we got to first receive it for it to do some work in us. And the Word of God says, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. It says, Now, thanks be to God, who always let us triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for those, for these things. So tonight I want to give you a little history about being the fragrance of Christ. See, beginning the 8th century BC, ancient Rome knew, grew from a small town on central Italy, Tiber River, into an empire that it peaks encompasses most of continental Europe, Britain, and much of Western Asia, Northern Africa, and the Mediterranean islands, among the many legacies of Rome, dominance that are widespread use of the Roman Romance language. And you know, they call French the Romance language. It's talk about Italian, French, Spanish, Portuguese, and Romania, derived from the Latin. The modern Western alphabet and calendar and the emergence of Christianity as a major world religion. 
that Christianity was supposed to be a major world religion, but we understand, but we got, as I go along, you're going to see where I'm coming from. So after 450 years of republic, Rome became an empire in the wake of Julius Caesar, rise and fall in the first century BC. The long and triumph reign of its first emperor, Augustus, began a golden age of peace and prosperity. By contrast, the Roman Empire declined and fall by the fifth century AD and was and, and one was one of the most dramatic implosion of the history of human civilization. We understand that Roman crumbled from within, amen? And if America don't be careful, we are going to crumble from within if we don't change our course. But Rome was built on seven hills known as the seven hills of Rome. Esquiline Hill, Palatine Hill, Aventine Hill, Capitoline Hill, Quirinal Hill, Verminial Hill, and Cadenal Hill, which is mentioned in Revelations chapter 17 and verse 9. And I really need to go there so that when you read this again, you will know what the Bible is talking about. Let's look at Revelations chapter 17 and verse 9 so we can remember, so when we read, we can recognize what the scripture is trying to talk about. It says, here is the mind which was wisdom, that seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. So we understand that the seven mountains are the seven hills that the book of Revelation is talking about. But what, like I said, I went there because when we read the scripture, we need to have some kind of knowledge of what it is that we are reading. We want to make sure that we can identify because everybody is not going to go and get a dictionary to search it out. So that's what you come to church for. So the Roman Emperor Theodos made Christianity the official religion of Rome Empire. After Jesus was persecuted, his followers proclaimed that he had risen from the dead three days later. This becomes the central belief of Christianity, and I know everybody knows that. That Jesus was resurrected and belief in him would lead to everlasting life. And that's what we preach, and that's what the aroma of Christ is. That's what part of the fragrance of Christ is. The first Christians were Jewish. They lived in small communities and still practiced traditional Jewish holidays and rituals. Gradually, the Jewish nature of these Christians began to fade as new rituals to hold. We need to get rid of rituals. What am I talking about? Today somebody sent me some flowers and after I recognized, after I looked at truth or tradition, I decided that all of that was tradition and it's nothing had to do with Christianity. And when we become Christians, we need to get rid of some tradition and deal with reality. Somebody asked me one day, why do you think Jesus God left Easter into the Bible? Because the word Easter in the, is in the Bible. I said, because God left that in the Bible so that when you find out the truth about Easter and about the resurrection, see how you're going to deal with this. Are you going to continue to say Easter or are you going to say it's the resurrection? See, God wants us to come up to another level. God wants us to change our lingo. He wants us to change our language. He wants us to start saying what he said. He was risen from the dead. So Christianity might have re remained a strictly Jewish sect if it were not for one man. The man that Jesus said, he's a chosen vessel of mine. 
He will see how much he will suffer for my name's sake. Talking about Paul. First he was named Saul and now his name is Paul. And so because they call, some people consider Paul the father of Christianity. One of the leaders of the first generation of Christians often considered to be the most important person after Jesus in the history of Christianity. And I would kind of say that too because Paul wrote more than half of the New Testament. So I would say that too. Amen. He wrote a lot of epistles. So, but anyway, Paul would eventually drop the Rome, listen to this, where he would be persecuted and crucified. Without Paul, Christianity may not have become the prominent religion in the Roman Empire. But the gospel was more important to Paul than his Jewish heritage. Although as Christians, he was no longer under obligation to follow the Jewish law. He would do so so that would he, he would do so if that would give him listen to this, and that's what we have to learn, but we have to be very careful. He would do so in order to share the gospel with whoever would listen. Amen. The good news. So when the Gentiles, when Paul adapted to this practice, to the Jews that it says this, and I'm talking about 1 Corinthians 9, 20 and 21. To the Jew I became like a Jew to win the Jew. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. And you might say, why, why do you need to tell me all of this? Well, now you're going to hear. I had to tell you all of this to tell you. Everybody, anybody know what a jasmine tree is or bush? Anybody knows what a jasmine tree is? Well, if you don't know, it's a, a jasmine bush. Is a, um, it's a green bush with some small white flowers. And it grows wild, amen? And, and, and the flowering season starts in um, late winter and continues until the following autumn. The smell is wonderful. We as children of God should be like this bush. Every place we go, we should be diffusing this smell. The name of my message is called Becoming the Fragrance of Christ in this season. Amen. People need to smell Jesus on you. That's right. People need to, when you pass by, you know when you wear some nice Chanel number no. 5 or whatever and you pass by and somebody says, oh, that smells good. It's the same way it should be when we pass by. They should be able to feel the presence of God on you. They should be able to smell Jesus on you. You're supposed to be so full of the Holy Ghost until they know that something happened when you pass by. Amen. We are supposed to be diffusing. We are supposed to be a diffuser. The fragrance, so the smell is wonderful. Like I say, as children of God, we should be like that very bush. Every place we go, we should be diffusing the smell. For those who don't know Christ and for those who are struggling with the flesh with other type of fragrances. Amen. So the fragrance of Christ should bring life to those who are perishing and, to, and those who are not sure where they should be. But what is the fragrance of Christ? 
What is the fragrance of Christ? The fragrance of Christ is found in First um, Corinthians chapter one and verse eighteen. Go there with me, please. First Corinthians chapter one and verse eighteen tells us because we need to know what we are talking about, how we are bringing this forth, so that it can be it can be resurrected in some of our spirit because there's many things that we still don't know and we need to know these things. The fragrance of Christ, the fragrance of Christ, it says, for the message of the cross is, 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. That is the fragrance of Christ. Everywhere we go, we are supposed to be diffusing the fragrance. In other words, we got to spread the word. We must spread the word, people of God. If we don't spread the word, people will die without Jesus. You may be the only Jesus that they will get to see. Am I saying you are Jesus? No. But if His Spirit lives inside of you and you're full of the word, then you're supposed to be able to bring forth something that's going to change the person's atmosphere when you come into the atmosphere. When you come into the atmosphere with the fragrance it's supposed to shift. The atmosphere is supposed to shift. I've been in places where they were so demonically laid out and when I'm walking I'm telling you the demons had to run out the back door because I'm not playing and we're supposed to be so full of the fragrance of Christ. We're supposed to be so full of the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to be so full of the word until when we walk in the devil got to go out to the next door. He's not supposed to stay in the same place with you. No. We are supposed to be diffusing this fragrance. Paul traveled all over the Roman world spreading the message that Jesus was for everybody, not just for Jews. He preached that Jesus was the Son of God who was the Messiah. And we are supposed to be doing the same thing. We are supposed to make sure that we learn what's in this book. We are supposed to understand that God left us here with His Spirit so that we can diffuse the fragrance of Christ wherever we go. This is a mandate, people of God. This is not something that God is asking you to do. It is a charge that he gave you. He said, go ye into all the world and make disciples of all men. We are supposed to go out and spread the gospel. We are supposed to be that fragrance of Jesus Christ. Today God wants you and I to look like Jesus or Paul to spread the good news. To spread the good news by being the fragrance of Christ. And I already read 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. We must be about our Father's business. We should not waste not a, not a second, not an hour, not a second, not a minute, not an hour, not a day, not a month, or not a year. It, instead, we, we're supposed to be spreading the gospel. We are supposed to make a difference wherever we go. People are supposed to come to you and say, what is it about you? There is something different about you. But we need to make sure that we focus. In other words, when we're in church, we got to stay off of our phones. When we are in church, we got to follow the preaching of the word. When we are in church, we need to turn our phones off so that we 
ministry. We are a ministry trying to spread the word of God. Amen. Yes. And that's what God is looking for. You know, some people, when they have service, they pray before we are the one we pray. We bring the word first and we pray afterward. Because we intend to do the will of God. Come what may, we intend to do it and we intend to do it his way, like I said. God wants us to serve him, but he wants us to serve him his way, not our way. Amen. We must be about our father's business. We must. We must be that person that's glorifying God through spreading the sweet aroma of this wonderful fragrance of Jesus Christ. So today, I want to give you four ways so that you can learn how to diffuse, be a diffuser. Be like-minded with Jesus. A diffuser dispenses only one thing. That one thing for us has to be the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Somebody gave me a video today. I want you guys to understand something. I thank God for those of you that are still coming and for even those that are on the line because whether you recognize it or not, the falling away has begun. Someone sent me a video today and I was like, I mean, I, I really thought that Steve Harvey was uh, a Christian. At least that's what he professed to be. Well, I saw Steve Harvey in over there with all the garb, with the Islamic thing, and he said that, you know, there's not only one way to God. Help That's me. what he said. He said there's many ways to God. Help the falling away has begun. We must understand, and that's why we must be rooted and grounded in this world. There's a lot of people that are going to be placating right now. They're going to be appeasing you to be in your company. But you got to listen to the lingo. you got to listen to the language that comes forth out of your mouth. Because anybody, I don't care if it's the queen, when you get to telling me that there is more than one way to God, I have dismissed you. I have to dismiss you. I was kind of disappointed. Amen. Very disappointed. Because I heard him say, talk about Christianity and so forth and so forth. But when I saw what I saw, I mean, I was like, oh well. But he's not the only one. The falling away has begun, people of God. And so that's why we got to make sure that we stay rooted and grounded in the word. That's the reason why God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So we must understand that Jesus is the only way. And that's the, the fuse that that's the message that we're going to be preaching. Uh, I'm sorry. Paul says, if you build a foundation on anything other than Jesus Christ, you don't have the right foundation. Then 
We gotta be authentic. Our words and our deeds must be line, must line up with each other. And the Bible, hypocrisy is, is, is a pungent of a smell as cunt or a whole bottle of perfume. I, I, what am I saying? You can, you're supposed to be bringing this fragrance to people, but if a person put on a whole bottle of perfume, they're gonna smell terrible. If they put on perfume without taking a bath, they're gonna smell terrible. So we gotta make sure that how we come across with the word, amen, we gotta make sure that we do this thing according to God. Then we gotta be consistent. Consistent. You know, every other religion, and of course we're not a religion, we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but the Jehovah Witnesses are very consistent. The Mormons are very consistent. And all of them out there, the, the Islamic people, they're very consistent. I've said this over and over. You can be in the airport, I don't care where you are. When it's time for them to pray, they will stop and they will drop that mat and they will pray. We need to be consistent in our walk with Jesus Christ. If we're going to be diffusing the message of the cross, we got to be consistent. The job of a diffuser is to regulate the flow of whatever is spraying. God's word is abundant. The true magnitude of God is, and all that he is, is a lot to take in. We are called to diffuse a steady flow of his love. We gotta walk in love. We gotta walk in compassion. We gotta walk. I've gotten the place now where you know what? If that's what you wanna do, go right ahead. I don't have time for you. I wanna find somebody that wanna hear about Jesus Christ. I am not gonna use up my energy to judge you, to worry about you. No, you do what you wanna do, and I'll do what I know to do. We gotta walk in compassion and love, but not tolerance. Not tolerance. I know people say you got to tolerate them. I know what Paul says. I got to become like them so that I can win them. But you got to be careful when you read that. And you got to go in and search that out. If I had time, I would break that down for you. In other words, I don't need to be a drug addict to win, to, to win a drug addict to Christ. I don't need to be a prostitute to win a prostitute to Christ. So you gotta make sure that when you when you read that, you gotta understand what Paul was saying, because he also said that if we don't, we need to not just be friends with Christians. We gotta know people that are outside, because if all you know is Christians, who are you gonna bring to Christ? So we gotta be careful when we read and study the Word, understand the layout and the context of what He is telling. He said, I got to be like this one, but that doesn't mean I got to do what they do. No. Amen. So that's what I'm saying. And so what we, we have to make sure, because the Bible says, and I need you to go with me to 1 Peter 3 and 15. This is very powerful scripture right here. 1 Peter 3 and 15, look what it says. It says, that's why I said we have to walk. In love, in the flow of love, look what it says. Be, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and 
fear. With meekness and fear. In other words, I am supposed to be able to talk to that person, but I don't rebuke them. I got to talk to them in love so that they can receive this fragrance that I'm bringing to them. Amen? Amen. So then, we must be prepared. And that was basically part of the message we spoke last week. We have to prepare our words and our message, but we also have to prepare our hearts for the effect we will have on people. Because, verse 16 of 2 Corinthians 2 and um, 14 through 16, it says, it talked about, um, let me look at what verse 16 says. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. Look what it says. It says, to one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? So what, what, what Paul is letting us know here is this. We are going to come across people that is going to totally reject us. They're going to reject you. In other words, because you're bringing death to them. But what I'm saying is that we got to make sure that we prepare ourselves for whatever comes across. Amen? Because we will be rejected. We will not be received by everybody. So we got to make sure that our perfume doesn't stink. We got to make sure that when they reject us, we don't get beside ourselves. Because this is understandable. If they rejected Jesus, they're going to reject you and I. We got to make sure that we are prepared for whatever. We got to be prepared for those that's going to receive us, that's going to want more. And we got to be prepared for those that's going to reject us. Amen. So, it sounds easy. Be the fragrance, but the fragrance of Christ is a modeling, his love and his sacrifice. We must deny ourselves daily, take up our cross and carry it. As believers, we have as believers, we have to be mindful of our fragrance to our, to, to our world, diffusing God's love in a gentle way. We got to be gentle. We got, you know, Jesus dealt with the scoffers, but 95% of the time, he, he was very gentle. And we got to be gentle in bringing out this uh, aroma. We got to make sure that we don't become overbearing. Ask me, I was so overbearing when I first got saved. I was horrible. One guy told me one day, he said, I don't want to hear no more God. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh yeah, I was overbearing. Sometimes we're zealous like that. We don't know any better. But you know what? I hate to say this, but it's true. He got into a motorcycle accident and broke every bone in his body. And when I saw him again, he told me he received Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, but sometimes we can be very overbearing and we are not supposed to be overbearing. We got to make sure that we bring this fragrance with love, with compassion, with understanding. And this is all I have to say for tonight. God bless you and I love you. Give God some praise if you receive anything this morning. Thank you, Lord.